episode 199 oh. of the All the Books show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Michaels. I'm Nick Gunning. We're actually at my house again. We are, and, and I'm stressed about episode 200. Yeah. Feels like it's got to be big. We need 200 needs to be big. We already had one of the monkeys on the show. How are we going to top that? Yeah, how do you... I don't know. Is Paul McCartney... We don't have anything crazy planned Is Paul McCartney visible? Is he available? I don't I don't think he'd say yes. Okay, well, we'll see. Ringo? Agree to disagree. Maybe. Ringo? Maybe. Maybe I could. Maybe I could. Uh, did you already say... You're we... a vegan. I'm not. I'm just a vegetarian. Not a vegan. Oh, well, then you'd probably really offend... Paul and Ringo. Are yeah, they both I guess vegans? so. I think they are both vegans. Yeah, yeah. They would think you know you're what? a monster. I should clarify because I do eat fish, so I think that makes me something else. I can't oh. remember what. Listeners, a you monster. can tell us what that is. <laughs> did you already yeah. say book news, author news, literary news? Yeah. Okay. I did. Oh, he's still Eric Mickles, which I think you already said. Yeah, that's. And I'm Nick well. Gunning. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about the Bailey's Prize. No, it's not the Bailey's Prize anymore. It's the anymore? women's. It's the women's prize for Ooh, fiction. Is there some controversy yes. about that? No, no, no. Did Miss Bailey no, get herself uh, in the news? No, this is so... I'll, we'll talk Tell about us this. the truth, Bailey! <laughs> we'll talk about this a little more in this segment, but the Women's Prize for Fiction is, is an award given out in the UK, and it's sort of named with whatever uh, sponsor it has. Uh, and Bailey's was the most recent like primary right. sponsor. Bailey's continues to be a sponsor. They're just right. not the top tier like okay. named sponsor anymore. So it's just right. the Women's Prize for Fiction. Okay, We're going to be talking about that award. Yeah. Later today, that means we'll get to hear the award so game, next, which I like. Next year could be the Kellogg's. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember when Dana Carvey had his own sketch show, and every week it was like the Mug Root Beer Dana Carvey show? No. Oh, it was true. But yeah, he had, he did have a show, right? Post and SNL, and when crashed. it aired, every single episode had a different, okay. uh, you know, whatever it was, the Mountain Dew Dana right. Carvey show. I think that anyway, they just did a documentary about that. That's on Hulu. The Dana Carvey show? Yeah. Because really? It like just crashed and burned, but it was like supposed to be very funny. Yeah, everybody loved it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I liked it. I mean, I watched it. Yeah, sure, man. I think it was because it was like in the vein of SNL. It was still a sketch had, show, but it was like prime time. Yeah, and... had Stephen Colbert on it, right? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. I wouldn't have known him then, but yeah, okay. I think you're right. Anyway, we're you not have known him then. Yeah. We're not talking about the Dana Carvey show. We will okay. be talking about the Women's Prize for Fiction yes. a little bit later. Yes. Right now, let's turn on the old bookmark. You know what? What? I love that theme. Do you? I gotta tell you, yeah. yeah. I was surprised mm -hmm. because uh, I was behind on the episode and I listened to a more recent episode and I was like, ooh. Yeah. So, anyway, kudos. Kudos to that. <laughs> I uh, didn't make that. He did that on his own. Oh. His own volition. Who did that? Ben Lehman. Oh, wow. He just sent it to us. Thanks, Benny. Yeah. Ben Lehman does all of our music. So, if you like the music, mm -hmm. uh, props to Ben Lehman for that. I love the opening theme. Yeah. Anyway, bookmark. Would you like to go first or would you like me to? Uh, I have less of a bookmark than you, so I'll go first. Let's do it. Uh, last week I meant to say I read a Transmetropolitan, but I didn't say it. So oh, now okay. I can say I've read two Transmetropolitans. Warren Ellis? Uh, yeah. Warren Same. Ellis. This is a Vertigo comic. Uh, volumes eight and nine. I've only got one more volume oh. left. So next, uh, and it's on its way. So next week I'll probably be talking about the end of that series. It's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, it's been good. Uh -huh. it, this is, this is one of those comics that I really enjoy, but I would not use as one to recommend to people. Mm. I'd have to really know if the person would like it or not. Boy. It's, it's very weird. It's humor. It's very specific. Do you like the idea of like a two-headed cat that smokes cigarettes and kills dogs? <laughs> a little bit. As a pet? Except for the dog killing. Yeah. Do you like a lot of like urine jokes? No, no I don't. Okay. Well, I then don't. it might not be for you. Okay. Um, that would be a fun segment sometime. What? 
books that you like that you wouldn't recommend to other people. Yeah, sure. <laughs> put, put it out there. If you have a book, listeners, if you yeah. have a book that you like that you wouldn't recommend to other people, mm-hmm. tell us, yeah. and we'll use it in a future episode. <laughs> SoundCloud.com slash all the books or Twitter at all the book show. Woo! Go sorry. ahead. Oh, I just echoed into something. Yeah, I like Where'd it. that echo come Probably from? Probably your guitar. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like just it. played a little I bit. I did. Yeah. Nice. Did. That was kind of like a ghost playing oh, my guitar. It's actually terrifying. Yeah. Like the ghost has unfinished rock business. It does. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, that's a good idea. A ghost with a unfinished ghost that rock never business. Never finished an album. He died in the midst of an album and yeah. he has one more song left. So yeah. he goes to find a music producer huh. and haunts him until he helps. That's kind of the plot of the Broadway show Forever Plaid. No. Sorry. Darn it. Sorry. Every but idea. But they're, they're like a four person like barbershop group. It's not the same. Okay. Yeah. This would just be a guy. Anyway. Rock tennis. Just one guy. Yeah. One guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I'm reading Blue Mars still. Still. So I'm at 35%. Mm-hmm. And that means I'm at like page 260. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's it's a slow read. A lot of times I'm reading and I'm like, I, I don't get Kim Stanley Robertson's style. There's mm. a lot of just description of the environment. And I guess that makes sense when you're terraforming Mars. Yeah. But it's usually the same. It's like, yes, Mars has giant rocks and canyons. I tell you what, this has been an interesting journey with you because uh, this is the third. Mm-hmm. This is the third in a trilogy mm-hmm. and you've not liked any of them. But you keep going. I like them in pieces. In okay. Parts. All right. They're just, they're important. I have to read them as part of the Hugo Nebula journey I take. All right, I can respect that. Um, and then I won't have to read any more. Yeah. Um, but again, I enjoy them in pieces. A great attitude. And recently, <laughs> like in the past two days, I'm like, I'm just going to plow through it. Yeah. And that's how I got through 200 pages. That's pretty good. So I got about 1,020 oh more to go. Is that true? No, it's like oh. a 600 page book. Well, I don't know. Okay, that's doable. 200 something pages and 35% done. I'm not required. You do to... the math, listener. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I'll tell you right now update progress. Oh, it just says I'm on page. Screw okay. this app. Uh, Essential X Men Volume 8, I'm basically done with, but I have like three annuals to read. I see. And those are a little less interesting. Yeah. Mojo was just in one. Oh. I like Mojo. My least favorite X-Men character. If you'd like to talk more about the X-Men, you can listen to our special episode. Last uh, episode. Last episode, episode 198, our yeah. spotlight on the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Or follow Eric and Hillary over at uh, Previously on X-Men. Woo. So for me, let's see. I read a few oddball things. I read the uh, novelization for Lost in Space, the 1999-1998 film. Oh. So, I, I know. <laughs> so I picked this up over in Fillmore. Our friends at the White Awake Club had their annual book sale. Uh-huh. I just happened to see this. I love Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. I love novelizations. And it's written by uh, uh, Joan D. Ving, or Vinge. Have you read any of her stuff? The Snow... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Snow Something. Crash? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that whole somewhere. series. So Hugo Award winning uh, author wrote this novelization, so I was pretty excited about yeah. it. Uh, it was not good. Oh. It just didn't really... Oh, not Snow Crash, Snow Queen. Yeah, Snow Queen. Yeah, I yeah. got it to read. There is a whole there's a whole series of those, so there might be a Snow Crash, but yeah. So she wrote Snow Queen. It's kind of an interesting story. If you look back, she's got a couple... This author, Joan Vinge, has a couple of uh, popular series. Mm-hmm. One, the, uh, Hugo. the Hugo, for nominated for Snow Nebula, Queen. and won several other things. Then was in a car accident oh. that made it so that she had some like minor brain damage and couldn't write. Uh. And so then she didn't publish for a long time mm-hmm. and then kind of like with through therapy and stuff got back to it and has written a few things since including um, the novelizations for 47 Ronin and uh, Cowboys and Aliens. Wow. So interesting career. But uh, this one just didn't really do it for me. It didn't it didn't go any deeper than mm-hmm. the movie did. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot there. So I kind of thought they would. But no. 
Sorry, man. Then I read Star Trek The Next Generation Intelligence Gathering. This is part of the new IDW ongoing series. This is the second of these that I've read, and they are mm-hmm. nonsense. Oh, sorry. I read them, and I'm just like, how did we get here? What's happening? This is so confusing. This oh, you doesn't know, make sense. The problem I see you're having, they're based on the second series called oh, Star Trek The Next Generation. I see. So you, there's right. about seven seasons you should have watched. No wonder Kirk seems so pretty in this. <laughs> yeah, and bald. But anyway, I so I'm like, is it me? Am I just having some kind of problem? I look at the reviews, and everybody's like, this is so confusing, yeah. convoluted to follow. So, so this, I don't this know. is a comic. It is a comic. Based, it's a graphic novel. When is this supposed to take place in the next During gen? the series. During the series. But it's Weird. like... It's like these little vignettes that stand alone, and then both of them, and the end was sort of like, but there was a thing that was going through all of them, and that makes it so much more confusing. Because hmm. you sort of... I, I don't like them. They're not good. Sorry, man. If I hadn't got a bundle of these online, mm-hmm. I got 15 Star Trek graphic novels, yeah. these were in them, yeah. I would never have picked them hey, up again. this but. might be a spoiler, but did you ever figure out how you're going to keep reading Exiles? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, I did. Did you? So Eric recommended the uh, X-Men sort of spin-off series, yeah. Exiles, yeah. which has versions of the X-Men basically mm-hmm. being like Quantum Leap or Sliders. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to get them through Interlibrary Loan, and they just, libraries do not have yeah. them. So I was able to get the first five volumes. Wow. Very cheap, you because no one's reading these right now. Right. For our collection. So yeah. now, <laughs> locals can have access to them, and it's sure. a great series. so can you. And so can I. But now, they'll actually be available for Interlibrary Loan, so yes. other libraries can get deal. them yeah. too. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I got them in, like, single issues in pieces but they yeah. were still kind of hard to find i don't think it wasn't it was a book that was like constantly on the edge yeah. of cancelization yeah and so i only just reread them like two years ago mm. a year ago like in one sitting with the marvel unlimited app but like yeah i'm not surprised that yeah no so one... they're just it's weird it's just like this yeah. hole hard it was to a find fringe thing. But... i think a lot of people like at the time x-men was still pretty big but people weren't sure like is this an x-men title does right. this count i mean all the characters are based on x-men yeah but today that would not happen now right. they'd all be based on avengers They'd all be based on Wolverine. Just Wolverine. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yeah, so those are the two that I read. Uh I'm currently reading A Woman is No Man by Ita Frum. uh, And I'm going to make a prediction right now Uh that this is going to be, we're going to be talking about this book next year's Women's Prize for Fiction. Look at that. Uh, So far, so good. And then I'm also... No, no, that's, I'm that's just how saying you feel the book. about the yes. book. Okay. And then I finally started The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt. You remember this book came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was absolutely everywhere. Yeah. Uh, we've had this in our house forever. It's mm-hmm. a big bear of a book. And I finally am just like, I've been wanting to read it. I'm doing it. Why? So, what, what happened? Well, I've always wanted to read it. Right. Uh, but it's also, there's some adaptation coming out next year or something oh, like yes, that. That's true. So I was like, okay. it's now or never. Isn't it even this year? Is it? I, I don't thought. know. I just remember seeing something I'm about sure it. I'm sure Tom Hanks is in it. Tom Hanks, you think? No, I don't know. He only I plays mean, historical characters that's, now. That's true. And Dave Eggers characters. Yeah, and Dave Eggers, yep. yep. Hologram for the King, very good movie, everyone. <laughs> uh, I, watched a couple of, uh, I watched a couple of things over the weekend. Um, we've talked so much about X-Men, but my wife and I rewatched X-Men Apocalypse to get ready for Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hated it the first time. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it this time. Mm-hmm. Liked it a little more. I still like Storm. Mm-hmm. She's well represented in the movie. Alexander Ship. I guess that's yeah, it. Yeah, she's all right. Uh, what else? Men in Black International. Mm-hmm. So I've never really been super into the Men in Black series, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so I didn't really have a ton writing on this, mm-hmm. but I had a good time. I all thought right. they had good chemistry, a lot of good interactions. It really worked for me. I all liked right. it. I would watch another one, but I okay. think that's not going to be. Yeah, it doesn't seem like many people are responding. Finally, to and coincidentally, I started oh. Lost in Space. The new, uh, is it Netflix? Yeah. 
watched the pilot for that. I really liked it. Oh, it was very good. about the one with Parker Posey. Very well done. Yep. Yeah, that's Netflix. Yep. yep. So that's it for me, bookmark-wise. robot? Cool. Yeah. It's very different. It's okay. a it's a totally different take on really everything. I mean, yeah. it's you you could recognize it, but they took some really good twists. How's the kid? He's good. Well, yeah. yeah. I don't remember him being that annoying in the movie. No, he was pretty good so. in the movie. And there's a cool thing where um well, I guess maybe this gives away, but uh the original Will, Bill mm-hmm. Bill movie from the old classic show, mm-hmm. uh has a has a cool cameo in it. In the movie? In the in the series. Oh, who played old Will in the movie? That's um, oh, what's his name? Jeff Bridges. No, it's he's he plays Moriarty in the Sherlock Holmes movies. Robert Downey Jr. No. He's uh, no. he's in Mad Men as Lane. I can't think of his name. But, okay. Yeah. Originally, they wanted Bill Mooney wanted to play that, and they were like, no. So, oh. but he does cameo as a cool role in this one. So, mm. we also have this in our collection. I know because I currently have it checked out. Yeah. That's so, true. if you yeah. want to watch it, put a hold on it. You can have yeah, it. Yeah. Every now and then, I gotta get the shows that are big on streaming, like uh, Jack Ryan. Yeah. And. Uh, Oh, do we have Jack Ryan now? Jack Ryan season one. Cool. I'm going to check that out. That's it for me. Especially Amazon, because they don't know how many people are watching shows on Amazon. I know. Sorry, Amazon. Yeah. I mean, not. You're the richest thing in the... They're doing fine. My apologies. They're doing fine. All right. You want to move it on to some book news? Yeah. Uh, Do you want the New York Times bestsellers list, or do you want... I actually found some legitimate book news. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. I've got something I want to share as well, so go ahead. Okay. Uh, Hunger Games prequel book and possible movie oh, on God. the way. Suzanne Collins wanting to do the same thing J.K. Rowling does. I did added that on there. Right. Uh, it says Suzanne Collins has written a book set in Penham 64 years before the original dystopian trilogy. Mm. And Lion Gates has conversed interest in adapting it to the big screen. And I'm just like, well, of course they both have done this. Right. Like, it's not, it's over. It made yeah. lots of money. But at the same time, it's like... Doing a prequel because it's going to be like, ah, but then we get to see yeah. more Hunger Games. Like, right. Well, isn't that what your book was talking about? Right. How we shouldn't be doing this? Right. Now you're just going to give us more? She says, with this book, I wanted to explore the state of nature, who we are, and what we perceive is required for our survival. The reconstruction period 10 years after the war, commonly referred to as the Dark Days, as the country of Penham struggles back to its feet, hmm. provides fertile ground for characters to grapple with these questions and thereby define their views of humanity, and also allows me to get more royalty rights. I added that. <laughs> you added the last part. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and make a, another prediction mm-hmm. that it's too late. Yeah. I think we've yeah, just... That's too... That's I think true. we've just moved on. I think we've yep. moved on from that genre. I mm-hmm. think we move on from that character. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it wouldn't be the character; it'd be sixty years. Right, right. But, but I mean, I guess I meant the world. Yeah. The world. Well, we also, they split it. the last movie into two pieces, and right. I'm pretty sure one of them did not make that much money. Yeah. I didn't even see part one of three. I waited oh, until yeah, part one is nothing. Yeah, I, d- I just skipped it and watched the last one. Yeah, and I was over it with the second movie. Yeah. So you know, the thing I think people tend to forget, or at least I do sometimes, is mm-hmm. that. Suzanne Collins is actually a very good writer. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, those books. You like the have have books. you read the books? No. The what, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah, I've read the. Three I of think them. those are excellent, don't you? Uh, I didn't like the third one. Didn't you? I don't I like I the know. first two. I books. heard a lot of that. I heard a lot of that at the time. I remember. I liked the second book until we got back to more Hunger Games. Yeah. Until it was like, now we're back in another game. I'm yeah. like, no, because I was it's into a bre- it. It's short though. It's yeah. short. I was into the first half. I, guess. I mean, we discussed this at the time, but that's the one. If you're going to make two, split it into two movies, do it with book two. But but they didn't. I know there was a lot of uh, a lot of negativity about the last book in that series, but it worked for me. I liked mm-hmm. it. I thought it was good. But my point is, mm-hmm. she I think is a much better writer than a lot of like than like Veron- well, like Veronica Roth or J.K. Rowling. Uh, I think she's a much stronger, like mm-hmm. tighter writer. So I guess I would give her. I have a little bit more faith in her. 
than I would like a Harry Potter prequel. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's. Hey, I gotta tell no you thanks, though, you when know? I was a kid and I was reading Harry Potter, yeah, I wanted like a really dark Harry Potter prequel about his parents and stuff. What I about guess, what about a goofy movie series? It doesn't make any sense. That's like that. Yeah, no, I didn't want that. Oh, you didn't want that? No. Okay, I definitely cool. didn't want the Fantastic Beast movies. Yeah, still no, don't. Nobody does. I don't understand who's going to these movies. Yeah, but I guess we feel like we have to. I I, I don't. Oh, all right. What's your movie news other than uh, authors? Really wanting to make more cash. Yes. Uh, well, you know Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining. Oh yeah, I forgot is, to bring this up. Being made into a movie, mm-hmm. uh, starring Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. as a grown-up Danny Torrance. Yeah. So, I if I remember right, you prefer Doctor Sleep to The Shining. The book. Yeah. Yes. And and if you're not familiar, Doctor Sleep is Danny grown up, and it mm-hmm. kind of split between Danny and a character named Abra, who's mm-hmm. getting similar Psychic Shining esque yeah. powers. Yeah, her her Shining powers are a lot more comic booky. They terms are. Of their psychic. I powers. agree. I agree. So there's a really good stuff about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot like the the villains in that movie, the True Knot, who yeah. are like vampires, sexy vampires who mm-hmm. look you like just said vampires. We know. Yeah, no, but that's the whole point. Yeah, no, they're sex vampires. But it's very, it's like. They're the hottest, sexiest people in the world, but they're also, like, RV grandparents. Like, yeah. he describes them in both ways, and it's very... Yeah. It never gels to me. Okay. But anyway, this movie's being adapted with Ewan McGregor as mm-hmm. Danny, and the f- the uh, the film producers and writers and all that have mm-hmm. decided that they want it to be in the mm-hmm. Kubrick universe. Yes. So if you're familiar at all with Stephen King and The Shining, you know that Stephen King... Hates the movie. Hates. Yeah. The movie, like to the extreme, yeah. And I kind of think Kubrick hated (laughs) the Stephen King book, honestly. But um, and Stephen King has just gone on record many times saying he did not like it. Yeah, Uh, everything he does in Doctor Sleep lets you know for sure that none of that stuff matters. Yeah, that none of that counts. I think he actually says in like a forward or an afterward, like forget that movie. Yeah, but. Uh The filmmakers have decided that's what they want to do. They're actually going to be using some Kubrick footage and doing things to specifically tie into that movie, which has been met with approval by both the Kubrick estate and Stephen King himself. Yeah, I saw that they had to they had to have like a meeting with King to say we needed to be in the Kubrick universe. Yeah, and I guess he was kind of won over to the idea. But I mean, not wrong. Yeah, that most if you don't do it, people are going to be like, "What the heck?" Yeah, so. So but. I'm, I don't know. I mean, the fact that both the Kubrick estate and Stephen King are on yeah. board with this movie mm-hmm. gives me kind of a shot of adrenaline of hope, you know, mm-hmm. thinking like maybe it's actually going to be good. Plus you and McGregor, you yeah. know. I don't love The Shining in general. So I know I can you take don't. Her, take I her love that book. I think it's I an know, amazing man. book. I don't like the book. I, I guess I just don't like the story. I don't like the story. I don't mm-hmm. like the movie. Mm-hmm. And I get that. They're both classics, but yeah. like I read them and it doesn't do anything for me. The movie's hard because, and we've talked about this in depth in our Stephen King episode early on, but the movie's difficult because it's so many interesting things. It's a well-made movie. It is a terrible adaptation of the yeah. book. So I think if you come to it from the book, mm-hmm. you're not going to like it. Stephen but. King also was on record recently saying he wants somebody else like Netflix or Hulu to do Under the Dome and just start from scratch. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I never... Stephen King, he's not been very happy lately. Well, there hasn't been a lot of really good adaptations now, of Stephen well, King. I outside think until... of It was making people happy yeah. and making money. But even it... uh, Pet Cemetery bombed and... Or maybe not bomb, but didn't make as much as they did. Pet and Cemetery it's not really good, is just an impossible sell. I don't yeah. know why you'd touch Pet Cemetery. Hmm. Uh, the eleven twenty two sixty three on Hulu with James Franco. That was, that was great. Yeah. That was really well done. Yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, somewhere out there, there's a Mr. Did Mercedes you, Did you ever watch series. that show? What? 
Mr. Mercedes? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. I don't like those books. Oh, all right. But maybe I'll watch it someday. We, we, have we do library. have that. We have that on DVD. Yeah. That was on, I don't even know what network that yeah, was on. Yeah, it was on. like a free, free Pass Friends channel. Yeah, I don't know what that was. I don't know why it's called but... Free Pass Friends channel. <laughs> it's a confusing name. Yeah. So anyway, the sequel to The Shining, Dr. Mm-hmm. Sleep, is coming out and will be both faithful to the Stephen King books and the Kubrick world. So maybe. We'll see. Very bizarre. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. I like the it. name Abra. I'd I use like it, it too. but my wife says no. She doesn't like it. Yeah. Maybe she'll come around. Maybe I can just get like a ferret named yeah. Abra. Yeah. Abra Should we clarify Abra. that you're not having a baby? I'm not having a baby okay. right now, but I like yep. the name Someday. Abra. Okay. Maybe for a guinea pig if you get a new guinea There's pig. There's a Pokemon named Abra. Really? I'm never having a guinea pig again. Jeez. Should Sorry. we plug our ears? No, Mango, you're fine. Okay, Mango's good. great. Good. But we're definitely done with guinea pigs after this. Okay. I'm, a lot I'm... of a lot of work and attention. It doesn't really come back to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're talking to somebody who has a tortoise, so I understand. <laughs> what you're saying all right new york times bestseller list okay what's going on all right let's see number 10 on the hardcover adult fiction remember when i used to do a drum roll and you always got mad at me about it yeah okay <laughs> just wondering well, if don't you'd... do it now because just, the mic's on the I, table i know i all just right. wondered if you'd remembered uh number 10 sunset beach by mary Kay andrews mm. and ashley olsen i made that olsen one up okay <laughs> Drew Campbell like inherits a rundown beach bungalow and takes a job as her estranged father's personal injury attorney office. Number nine, Skin Game by Stuart Woods Ugh. and Arnold oh, Hall. Stuart Woods. Sorry, man. Uh, the third book in the Teddy Faye series. Teddy Faye is a recurring villain in the like Stone Barrington oh. series. Well, in this book, Teddy Faye scours Paris underworld to find a treasonous criminal. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I think Parnell Hall, is it Parnell Hall? Chris Parnell. Yeah, it's Chris Parnell co-writes these <laughs> as Dr. Leo Spichemin. Uh, Parnell Hall has his own series of stuff, mm-hmm. and he came on board he, to write these uh, Teddy Faye books with Stuart Woods. Okay. So who knows if they're looking to branch out and have Parnell take over some of the... Mm. Oh, I can't remember. Stone Barrington. Stone yeah. Barrington. These books are so... He does per- a lot of voice acting these days. These books Chris are Parnell. so pervy. I had just had... All I, the Stuart Woods books? I yeah. just had to give up on them. They're just too... <laughs> Number eight, Redemption by David Baldacci. It's been here for eight weeks. This is the fifth book in the Memory Man series. Not a fan. Well, this is the one where he has to help a man. You're not doing me any favors. Sorry, man. I haven't read Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's Beach Adventure, whatever that first one was. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's (laughs) Beach Adventure. They'd have a better title than that. Probably. But it'd probably be good. They wouldn't need it. (laughs) People buy it. Yeah. Um, Beach Holiday. I mean, you could just call it Beach Holiday, yeah. Yeah. Life's a beach. Well, like... (laughs) Maybe. I wonder if they could get that away. I think they could. I, How the West was fun. I watched that one. That's a great title. I think, I mean, they, were, they did those other ones. Where Look, it, like it takes two. Uh-huh. It takes two with Kirstie Alley and Steve Gutenberg. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. You like that one? Yeah. Okay. Is Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg not in all of them? I guess Steve, he was I think always I, in all of them. I think Steve Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve Gutenberg uh-huh. is only in that one. All right. And the Police Academy movies, but not right. all of the Police yeah. Academy movies. And Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen are in Police Academy 8? They were going to be in the reboot. That's not true. Number seven, The Guest Book by Sarah Blake. Evie Milton uncovers a story going back a couple generations that may shatter a family myth. Isn't there a fourth uh, Olsen? I think so. Now acting as well. Oh, really? Oh, I don't know. I don't I follow him like you do. I don't like know. David Olsen? Could be. But didn't they have a brother who was like in their music video? Like, please buy our brother. I don't <laughs> like and when they were younger they were trying to sell uh, yeah, their little please, brother yeah brother for sale yeah yeah, brothers for sale yes I had okay. that cassette tape <laughs> did you I did yeah. wow how yeah. many songs came on that there was something about peanut butter on there I don't know <laughs> I don't know okay um 
On Earth Were Briefly Gorgeous, number six, hmm. by Ocean Vong. Little dog, writer, uh, little dog writes a letter to a mother who cannot read, revealing a family history. I have no idea what this is. Yeah, it's like word salad. <laughs> word salad. Okay. Uh, number five, Queen Bee, by Dorothy Benton Frank. A beekeeper's quiet life is unsettled by her demanding mother, outgoing sister, and neighboring widower. Hmm. We've got some bees up in the cupola. Do you think they'd come in? Yeah. Get it out of there? Yeah. Dorothea Benton Frank? If I had those three people bugging me, you know what I'd use? What? My bees. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, come on over. Oh, no, bees! Go, my children. (laughs) So, I like how they put a neighboring widower. Why don't you just say, like, your neighbor? Yeah, neighbor. Yeah. Neighbor. Uh, Number four, new this week, Fall. Oh, by Neil Stevenson. Oh, why, why a little sci-fi oh. action. Yeah, sci-fi. There we go. A dead multi-billionaire's brain is scanned and turned back on at a time when humans live as digital souls. Yeah, I was going to say, Neil Stevenson, we talked about a bit on the cyberpunk episode. That's right. A few episodes back. Snow cyberpunk. Crash. Soundcloud.com slash all the books. Because of Snow Crash, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. All right. This sounds interesting. I guess. Well, I'm glad you perked up for it. Thanks. Number three, Unsolved by James Patterson and David Ellis. Mm-hmm. New this week. As in why these books are still selling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unsolved. Uh... A string of seemingly accidental and unrelated deaths confound FBI agent Emmy Dockery. Emmy Dockery. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, new this week, City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. What mm. does she? What does she write? You pray love. Eighty-nine-year-old uh, Vivian Morris looks back at the direction her life took when she entered the 1940s New York theater scene. You think she's happy with it? In those days, the Olsen twins were small and adorable. <laughs> But then they grew up and got into cocaine. Eat, <laughs> Eat, pray, love is written by Elizabeth Gilbert. Okay. Yep. There you go. Well, I guess the, the Olsen twins weren't even born in the forties. No, I don't think so. We had only unless it's like a Shining situation oh, where they sure. were just yeah, always, always there. there. Yeah. Where the crawdads sing is that number one. Happy? You ha- you want that? I'm not. I'm you, not. You want? You'd rather that, huh? Nice, no, nice is... softball there. Like oh, the, where the crawdads sing? Like Forty the weeks Nightingale on the list. All over again. I've had enough. Do you think so? I've had enough. How long do you think this... I mean, she's in season two of Big Little Lies. Yeah. HBO needs a hit. Yeah. HBO needs wins right now because yeah. Game of Thrones is gone. It's gonzo. So yeah. I, apparently Chernobyl is like the best reviewed show ever. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And... I like uh, John Oliver's show last week tonight. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess... I think Chernobyl like was also like a ratings like success really? for them. So Interesting. Good for them. But that's a miniseries. Yeah. You can't stay alive on a miniseries. Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, what's the last like really good miniseries you watched? Eleven twenty two sixty three. Wow, that was a while ago. Yeah, you need to time travel through that door and go back to when miniseries. I guess I do. I, I'm I impressed with your going. knowledge of that show. I watched it. Good watched for the you. whole thing. Good for you. I cried during the commercials. Oh no, the commercials were sad. They played that song. Do you know the song that goes, "If I, uh, if I could live my life again, I would love you over and over and over again." No, that sounds sad. If, it's just yeah, it's sad. It's like oh man, I'm gonna cry when I think about it. <sighs> Are they in the Disney machine, the Olsons? Were the Olsons? I don't think so. How the West was fun wasn't a Disney movie. Well, maybe, maybe. It's they seem like Disney. They Disney do. creations. They were they... they were at least on like ABC Family, but I, that might have been pre Disney. Oh, you know what? They were yeah. on the Two of a Kind show. That was ABC. Yeah. So they were in the. But is that pre Disney? How long has Disney owned ABC? Forever. Oh, okay, and then yeah, they were in the Disney machine. Um. Yeah, I liked that show, Two of a Kind. Yeah, I liked it too. For the most part. Yeah. It wasn't a, there was one called Brothers Keeper. I thought that was much funnier. With the Olsen twins? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like the ones with the uh, the Lawrence brothers. Brotherly Love oh. was on about that same time. Okay. It was pretty good. Yeah. All right, but that's not what we're talking about Are today. we talking about You Wish? No. The Genie Show. Only lasted like a few episodes. I remember that. Teen Angel. I remember that. All of those are so good. Uh, I can't believe you never watched Shelby Woo. I was too old. It was just, it was just right past... 
But yeah, it was right it's past my time. Story? I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was 32? like, I was like 18 or something. Oh, okay. Big 18 year old living his life. Can't watch Shelby, Shelby Woo. Shelby Woo on Nickelodeon. You're right. <laughs> I couldn't. All right. You know what? We need, we need some music to get us out of this zone. Nick and Eric. This week we're going to be talking about the Women's Prize for Fiction. You can find out more at womensprizeforfiction.co.uk. The Women's Prize for Fiction, which we've covered in the past, uh, one of the most prestigious literary awards in the world. The Women's Prize for Fiction was known as the Orange Prize for Fiction between 1996 and 2012, and most recently the Bailey's Women's Prize for Fiction between 2014 and 2017. It celebrates excellence and originality and accessibility in women's writings uh, from throughout the world. Written by women... For everyone, so uh, there's a we talked about the long list quite a while ago. Went down to a short list, and just this month we got down to the winner. So what I wanted to do was take us through some of the nominees. Uh, some of these we've heard before. Some uh, are totally new to me, anyway. Yeah. The Silence of the Girls by Pat Barker. There was a woman at the heart of the Trojan War whose voice has been silent till now. Bresius was queen until her city was destroyed. Now she is slave to Achilles, the man who butchered her husband and brothers. Trapped in a world defined by men, can she survive to become the author of her own story? Discover the greatest Greek myth of all, retold by the witness history forgot. So this is one of the, this was a, nom- a nominee. I kind of wonder, it seems like mythology, Greek mythology and all that is sort of like making a comeback. I wonder if that's going to be like the next bubble. You know, like we had fairy tales for a while. And... Yeah, I don't but I mean... The teen market did that for a while. I mean, that's Rick Riordan's that's bread true. and butter. That's true. You're right. But I mean, I guess he was the only one doing it. Yeah. Maybe. I guess, I guess so. it didn't hit the adults, the adult genre too much. I guess not. So you think that's like the only one? The Rick Riordan stuff? For the for the adults, this one. For adult. I mean, also with the Cersei. Aha! Which is our next nominee. Uh, I see what Cersei by Madeline Miller. In the house of Helios, god of the sun, and mightiest of the titans, a daughter is born. But Cersei is neither the look nor the voice of divinity, and is scorned and rejected by her kin. Increasingly isolated, she turns to mortals for companionship, leading her to discover a power forbidden to the gods, witchcraft. <gasps> When love drives Cersei to cast a dark spell, wrathful Zeus banishes her to the remote island of Aiaia. There she learns to harness her occult craft, drawing strength from nature, but she will not always be alone. Mm-hmm. Many are destined to pass through Cersei's place of exile, entwining their fates with hers. The messenger god Hermes, the craftsman Daedalus, a ship bearing a golden fleece, and wily Odysseus on his epic voyage home. There is danger for a solitary woman in this world, and Circe's independence draws the wrath of men and gods alike. To protect what she holds dear, Circe must decide whether she belongs with the deity she's born from or the mortal she has come to love. Mm. This is an interesting one because uh, I remember when it came out, we had it, no idea. it debuted number one on the bestseller we list. Were so we were confused. like, what is this? Yeah. Uh, and actually, this is really the first time I've seen a pretty like consistent plot yes. breakdown of this. I've yep. never known just exactly what this is about. But I'll tell you, one of our friends over at the Nostalgia Me This podcast, Kendra, my wife, past guest, yeah. absolutely, uh, read this and raved about it. She liked it. Loved it. She was, she, yeah, she five starred it, said like everybody's got to read it. So I think she wasn't fully aware aware that it was the Cersei that was in uh, the Odyssey and mm, everything. So yeah. I think that kind of came a surprise. What a pleasant little surprise. Well, now you've ruined it for others. But you just but... said it. You read the whole description. Did I, though? You just said Zeus and Odysseus. Yeah, I don't know. You have to play back the tape. No. 
Ordinary People by Diana Evans, another nominee for the Women's Prize for Fiction 2019. Mm-hmm. South London 2008. Hey, there yeah. are no ordinary people. Only Thanks. ordinary questions. Thank you, buddy. South London 2008. Two couples find themselves at a moment of reckoning. On the brink of acceptance or revolution, Melissa has a new baby and doesn't want to let it change her. But in the crooked walls of a narrow Victorian terrace, she begins to disappear. Uh Uh-oh, what? Yeah, I know. Michael, growing daily more accustomed to his commute, still loves Melissa, but can't quite get close enough to her to stay faithful. Meanwhile, out in the suburbs, Stephanie is happy with Damien and their three children, but the death of Damien's father has thrown him into crisis. Or is it something or someone else? Are they all just in the wrong place? Are any of them prepared to take the leap? That is the type of book that I would not want to read. I agree with you, but I'm looking at the responses here, and here they are. Here's a couple. Uh, Funny and Magnificent by Mm -hmm. The Garden. Guardian. Hilariously Entertaining. Funny. Superb by The Daily Telegraph. A Lyrical and Glorious Writer by Naomi Alderman. So... I guess the way, when you described it, it sounded like Very down. Very depressing and dark. It sounded like um, Girl on the Train. I know. I wasn't reading this thinking like, this is hilarious. (laughs) Why do I even get out of bed in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the next nominee here for the 2019 Women's Prize for Fiction is My Sister the Serial Killer <gasps> by Oyen Can Braithwaite. Mm-hmm. When Karate's dinner is interrupted one night by a distress call from her sister Ayula, she knows what's expected of her. Bleach, rubber gloves, nerves of steel, and a strong stomach. This will be the third boyfriend Ayula has dispatched in, quote, self-defense, and the third mess that her lethal little sibling has left Kariti to clear up. Mm. She should probably go to the police for the good of the menfolk of Nigeria, but she loves her sister, and as they say, family always comes first. Until, that is, Ayula starts dating the doctor where Kariti works as a nurse. Uh, Any of my siblings that are listening to this, the four of you, I want you to know, if you become serial killers... Yeah. I, I will not, not clean up your mess. Okay, so you, that's a big no from Eric. That's, yes, that is, the family comes first thing will not apply in this. if you become okay. serial killers. Well, I think our friend Karita's going to have... Yes. hear me. Okay. If you're a serial killer... You're not going to help. You're out. Well, I think Karita's about uh, hit the end of her patience here. Oh, okay, after three after th- cleaning up three kills. Ayula starts dating the doctor where Karita works as a nurse. Karita's long been in love with him and isn't prepared to see him wind up with a knife in his back. But to save one would mean sacrificing the other. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Don't know as that's a book I'd read. Really? I don't think so. Sounds like a book my wife would read. What a ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> Kendra, you're not a ghoul. The Milkman. By Anna Burns. Yeah, did you read this? I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I haven't yet. I want to because... Well, imagine if you had. What a launching point that I would know, have been. I know, I know. It would have been great. The, it won the Man, Man Booker Prize last yes. year. And has been on many a short list mm-hmm. uh, this year. So, uh, uh, Milkman Anna Burns. In this unnamed city, to be interesting is dangerous. Ooh. Middle sister, our protagonist, is busy attempting to keep her mother from discovering her maybe boyfriend and to keep everyone in the dark about her encounters with... Milkman. Who's still getting milk delivered to them in 2019? I don't know. Well, did I say it was set in 2019? Okay. Maybe it's historical. Maybe this is 1940. I don't know if he's actually the milkman mm-hmm. or if that's just a name. Cool. When you f- definitely want to be called the milkman if you're not actually <laughs> delivering milk. That is the name you want to have picked up in high school. But when first... Bro- oh, it's Nick Milkman Gunning! But when first brother-in-law sniffs out her struggle and rumors start to swell, middle sister becomes interesting. Oh. The last thing she ever wanted to be. To be interesting is to be noticed, and to be noticed is dangerous. Milkman is a tale of gossip and hearsay, silence and deliberate deafness. It's a story of inaction with enormous consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, we've had all these books in our collection. 
So if anybody wants them, you're killing it. Yeah, just come right in, check yeah. them out. Trust Nick, Nick the Milkman Gunning. I don't like that. I don't <laughs> Nobody like that. Nobody does. I don't like that. Uh, the final book is our winner. Ooh. Uh, one that, one that I read and enjoyed and talked about quite a bit on mm-hmm. this show, and that is. Are you ready? Yes, I know. What is it there is. enough oh. suspense? Okay. Yes. I, Do you I feel suspenseful? Now, yes. Okay. It is an American Marriage by T. R. E. Jones. Uh, and this this was really uh, you like that. This was an Oprah's book club pick. Oh yeah. Uh, among others, uh, bestseller has a cover blurb from former President Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Uh, very very well reviewed book. Winner of the Women's Prize for Fiction 2019, uh, and I loved it as well. Mm-hmm. Newlyweds Celestial and Roy are the embodiment of the American dream. He's a young executive, and she's an artist on the brink of an exciting career, Ooh. until one day they're ripped apart by circumstances neither could have imagined. Aww. Roy is arrested and sentenced to 12 years for a crime Celestial Ooh. knows he didn't commit. 12 years. Devastated and unmoored, Celestial finds herself struggling to hold on to the love that has been her center, taking comfort in Andre. Their Uh-oh. closest friend. Oh no! Sounds like he's a real milkman. When Roy's, it's not applicable. <laughs> when Roy's conviction is suddenly overturned, uh, I would say spoiler alert on that one. Oh, okay. So, when Roy's conviction is suddenly overturned, he returns home ready to resume their life together. Uh oh! A masterpiece of storytelling in American Marriage offers a profoundly insightful look into the hearts and minds of three unforgettable characters who are at once bound together and separated by forces beyond their control. So. This book... I want you to know, if you yeah. were to go to prison for 12 years, yes. I would get a new co-host. You would get a new co-host for this. Yes. Could I, I still do it? From Can you still do it from the clink? Is that all right? No, I don't think you're allowed to podcast from prison. You don't think so? I you think can... you have to have very special circumstances. You know what, though? Mm-hmm. The podcast serial, mm-hmm. uh, she does talk to him in yes, jail. Yes, I think you can interview people in prison. But, but I don't she... think in prison, they're going to allow you to like pay for a hosting service. I don't think they're going to allow you to have a Twitter account. Hmm. Active. But you can handle all that. I could just be the on-mic talent. So you think I'm going to come every week to prison? Yeah, you can do it over the phone. Okay. L- like yeah. we do like yeah. we do with your Joe Haldemans and your Michael Nesmiths. Just do it right over the phone. They weren't in prison. No, they weren't in prison, <laughs> but the technology remains the same. So your one same. phone call is going to be used for a new episode of the All the Book Show. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have to call you collect, obviously. <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. All right. So Nick the... didn't commit this crime. I did just not. Just like in the book, Nick did not just commit like this crime. Just like in the book. So here's what's really interesting about, about this book. Uh-huh. Uh, the characters are all really rich, and uh, it, you see three different narrators. So Roy, Celestial, and they're so Andre. rich, why do you go to prison? Roy, Celestial, and Andre each have That's their an own indictment section. On justice system. It was, and it's pretty relevant to the book, honestly. Ooh. Roy, Celestial, and Andre each have their own sections of the book. And so uh-huh. you sort of see them coming from different angles. Uh-huh. And it's another one of those things where, like, you know, it seems... It's hard to really put the blame on Celestial for not wanting to be married to somebody who's in prison, even mm. though she knows he that he didn't do it. Right. But also, from his perspective, like mm. everything's taken from him and he's just trapped in prison and his mm. wife's out there and you know, right. he he's like really clinging to that and that gets him through it. And then Andre is just sort of like pulled in from the outside and mm. So it's it's not it could be a real like cut and dried thing where mm-hmm. you know he's this noble character and Celestial's this like lusty villain mm-hmm. you know like you've seen that kind of story play out but I think that what American Marriage does so well is that gives all these characters really their own stories that that are inter- interconnecting and overlapping they each have these unique relationships with each other and by forcing them into these circumstances that it is no one's to blame, like no one's at fault, mm-hmm. it makes it so you have to, 
you really have to like think about how you feel like mm-hmm. I went back and forth on sort of being on each person's side, like at one point or another, I was right. just kind of like, well, come on, you know, <laughs> he didn't do it. So just, but then it's complex, you know, mm-hmm. it's complex in a way that's very like compelling and readable. So it, it's one that it gets you thinking about a lot of things. It gets you thinking about, like you said, you know, your joke about if he's so rich, why did he go to jail? Right. I and mean, that is kind of an element of it. If his mm-hmm. circumstances were different, right. he would not have been so easily convicted. And right. so it does bring up those like social elements, social justice type elements. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot at play here. And sometimes when you have so many like heavy and kind of downer uh, topics at play, it makes the book drag and it makes it feel like, oh, I don't want to pick this up again. Like, right. I don't need to be depressed. So I think the author really succeeds in making a compelling story about upsetting things and people in depressing situations. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, with a little bit of, like, hope and a sense of, like, what's next and where we need to go. So um, I am very pleased with this one winning. I think okay. I think it's an excellent book, and I would really recommend it. Yeah. Um, I did listen to part of the audiobook, which I believe we have right on Overdrive or Libby, however you use that. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is use your library card. You could download that to your cell phone or mobile device. It was good, and it yeah. had different narrators for the ah, different characters, which is good. nice. So, yeah. It, yeah, it's a well-produced audio, um, but the book, like I said, it's a compelling read on its own. So, uh, you can find more about the Women's Prize for Fiction, I said, uh, at womensprizeforfiction.co.uk. You can also find them on Twitter at Women's Prize. Uh, we'll share the list here from our Twitter, which is at All the Book Show. We have these and past year's winners in our collection. So, stop into Ooh. the David A. Howe Public Library and check them out and tell us what you think. Yeah. Where can they reach us, Eric? At All the Book Show on SoundCloud. Yeah. They can find us on SoundCloud. They can find us on YouTube, Twitter. The David A. Howe Public Library and Facebook. We've, we've expanded a little bit too, right? Where you can find like Stitcher and... Yeah, we're also on Stitcher and Google Play yeah, Music. It's relatively uh, new. Uh, some of the other things that I can't remember, but we made sure we were on those as well. Spotify. And, yeah, and just a re- reminder, wherever you listen to your podcast, if there's an option to rate and review and share, mm-hmm. that's super helpful in yeah. letting people know about yeah. the podcast. We, so. don't, uh, we don't let Nick eat dinner. Unless he gets one I review. I have to get one review. It can be a negative review. It yeah. can just be like, oops, I was looking for something else. <laughs> yeah. We'll take yeah. it. We'll take it. It's so, a numbers game. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let's talk some library news. Okay. We're on the we're on the brink of the summer reading program. Yeah. So I see lots of prizes going up throughout the library. Mm-hmm. Uh, you picked some great prizes for the teen Thanks, program man. this year. Uh, the adult prize is a Nook tablet. Mm-hmm. And we've done some uh, one of the smaller ones in the past. This year we went all out. So Ooh. it's a nice tablet. The other ones were nice too. He didn't. No, they were. No, they were. But we kind of got the basic model in years past, and Mm -hmm. this year we went the step up. It's nice. Yeah, it's a great prize. I would like it. I would like to win it, but yeah, not eligible. All right. Well, if you're a teen, the prizes two grand prize winners will win a telescope uh, that looks pretty cool, and then the uh, we have a bunch of like smaller prizes, like Nick said. Yeah, Um, you really downplayed those smaller prizes. No, the small (laughs) the smaller prizes will go up. We have like sixteen of them, so sixteen people will win those. But then I put all the prizes, all the entries in one big bowl, and I'll draw two names for the telescopes. But the other prizes are cool. We got like a copy of Drop Mix in there. We got some. Uh, cool young adult books, some young adult movies. I saw some pop figures. Some saw, pop figures. Saw we got some a Captain Legos. Marvel and a Thor. Yeah, yeah, we got some cool Legos. Uh, and most cool of these you already posted on the Facebook page, yeah. right? So if you follow the library on Facebook, David A. Yeah. Howe Public Library, yeah. you can see some of the stuff that Eric's been getting. Yeah. You can also, that's a good place to see uh, upcoming events and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Music on the Lawn is starting this week, yeah. or next week, I guess, as we record. Yeah. Uh, they're doing a Beatles tribute, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. That's every Thursday at the library for the summer. 
Uh, our Woo! lunches on the terrace are starting in July. Yeah. Every Tuesday, we'll have a lunch from a different area restaurant. Book sale is going to be going on Woo! in the exhibition room. Yeah. And we're going to have uh, prizes, programs, book clubs, all sorts of things for adults, kids, and teens. Everybody of all ages, yeah. come down to the library. Yeah. Book club is currently winding down on Leviathan Wakes by James S.A. Corey. Then we're moving on to The Loneliest Girl in the Universe by, do you remember the author? No. Okay. <laughs> Loneliest Girl in the Universe is our YA for adults uh, yeah. book club. This is what Eric and I do every year. We pick a YA book and do a book club for adults. Yes. Yeah. I feel like our primary readership of YA, pretty much across the board, a is. A lot of uh, them are, yeah. I think yeah. most libraries find that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of lot of adult fans of young adult, myself yeah. included. So uh, this looks like a good book and it's going to fit with our space theme. Yeah, I got to read it. You do. Did you start it? Uh, no, I haven't yet. Uh, our cop- Both of our copies are checked out. Is that true? The audiobook and Holy the regular cow. book, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they're checked out. So I did get holds coming in from uh, other libraries. So if you want to participate in either book club, plenty of time. Join us for that. In the coming weeks, we're going to be doing some space-themed episodes, including Ooh. talking with uh, David Dvorkin, who's a sci-fi author. Past and guest. Past guest. Sci-fi author and worked on at NASA. Yeah. So we're going to be talking to David about his time on NASA. He mentioned it when we last interviewed him, which I don't remember the episode on that, but Take 5 with David Dvorkin, it's called. Mm-hmm. He mentioned his time at NASA, and we didn't really have the time yeah. to like sit down and talk about it, yeah. but space yeah we have that that happens it's like when we interviewed maggan and he was just like yeah i was talking to stan lee and little line we're like you were talking to little line yeah yeah we couldn't go in right right so this is nice this is nice so uh david and i have been talking back and forth about some aspects of where i was walking on the moon and i just you know i was thinking i'm gonna write a star trek book when i get back yeah so you can look forward to that and uh hopefully we'll have some other cool guests uh over the course of the summer reading program well that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the all the book show we'll see you next week for episode 200 Mm -hmm.